Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're listening to Zane Show, the show about nothing and everything. I'm your host, Cliff, and today I don't have a guest. <laughs> this episode is going to be a little different. In June, I had the honor and privilege of attending the wedding ceremony and event of Javier Alcaraz and Elizabeth Craighead, now Mr. and Mrs. Alcaraz. They asked me to be a part of the occasion and to help tell the story about it. For those of you that don't know, I connected with Liz on LinkedIn to interview her, but she suggested I interview Javier, a tour production manager. I soon after built a great friendship with both Liz and Javier, which led to my interviews with Lenny Rogers, Adam Jackson, and TC. I met Liz and Javier in person for the first time during their wedding weekend, along with everyone else. The wedding wasn't your ordinary wedding ceremony. It was an event. It didn't take place at a church. It didn't take place at a wedding venue. It was held at a concert hall, the Fillmore, Philadelphia, to be specific. While it was a weekend to celebrate their union, they made it about something bigger than themselves. They made it about their community, the touring business that they both work in, the same community where they made many friends whom they now consider family. As we know, the world shut down in 2020. Tours were canceled. Tours that were in progress came to an abrupt end, and everyone was out of work. Hav and Liz not only used their wedding weekend to celebrate their union with those that they love most, but as an opportunity to give back to their community. Today, you will hear from Hav and Liz, their friends, Danny, Caroline, Jake, and DJ Mick, who all had a part in this occasion. I first asked, what's everyone's thoughts going into the event, given the current circumstances, and not having worked in a concert venue in over a year? Well, we had already postponed the date by um, six weeks, six weeks. So, you know, there was a little bit of hesitation knowing that um, we really didn't want to have to postpone it again. We knew if there was going to be, if we were going to postpone it again, there was, it, it, we were going to lose a lot of guests. It was going to be, uh, it was going to be tough to really put together the event that we wanted to put together. So um, the Fillmore gave us a couple of dates that were available uh, moving forward uh, to rebook. And we, we went with a latter date. We're like, this is, seems to be a, enough time. And um, still with this pandemic, we came down to the very last minute on, on very last days on what was allowed uh, by the city of Philadelphia to actually hold um, a catered event, right? So um, I think there was still a little nervousness about everything moving in. There was definitely some uncertainty with caterers and with people working and working staff and everyone coming into this because and travel and travel yeah we really were some of the uh first ones out of the gate uh, especially having weddings in the city of philadelphia so there had been a, a few others obviously um but it was it was a little nerve-wracking because we were kind of playing back and forth with caterers in terms of how food service was going to be and, and what were the requirements of our guests and the requirements for, for the venue and bartenders and staff and all that stuff. So there was some, some hesitation for sure. 
um, if I can add color to my very logical counterpart, <laughs> as, we do, as we typically do, um, you can sum it up with, with nervous excitement because we were really thrilled, you know, at some of the things that we had in mind and the plans we had in place, granted, still uneasiness and, and nervous about the unknowns and the things that we can't control, right? Because we want to control everything as planners. Um, but I'll add that selfishly, we were really, really excited because we had this great moment approaching with a huge turnout of friends and family and community of people that we never imagined we would be able to celebrate our wedding with. And I don't think we would have had that opportunity at any other time in the future either. She has all the better answers. <laughs> yes, it's very, very true. It, 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 the, the one good side about the situation that I, we were in is that a lot of people were available. A lot of people were not working. There was some people that, that probably in normal circumstances would not have been able to be there. So that was very special to, to be able to have those guests um, all be together in, in one, one spot, those friends and family. Well, I think both of us working in the industries we work in spend so much time at events and concerts and just in venues and in these big group settings with big productions and what have you. And then obviously in the last two years, we haven't stepped foot in a venue or any sort of function. It's not us sitting in our backyard with our dog. So part one, just to be in a venue again with like the whole, the lights and the drapes and just that whole feeling of like a, a backstage or anything like that was amazing. And then to be there with two people that represent such a big part of our careers in music touring and events and production in general was just kind of the best of both worlds. And it was such a special moment. And even just from, um, we as well got to the venue before, like while it was still being set up and just that feeling of like seeing cases and people loading in was so cool and so exciting and just so special for who we were there celebrating. Yeah. I think, um, at a, at the beginning, I think there was a, I was a bit anxious, you know, because it's not like these events or weddings in general have really been going on um, since the pandemic hit. And so uh, for me personally, I think there was a bit of anxiety to be like, how is this going to roll out? And, you know, what is this mandate and how is it going to look? And it kind of is this evolving thing always. And then when um, kind of Liz and Hav asked us to kind of help it with certain aspects of it, it almost was like, for me, uh, like kind of like a comfort zone, you know, like it was like things that I knew how to do and I could execute them. And um, it, it, for me, it, it just made me feel more comfortable to like, versus just showing up at a, a wedding, like to be able to help them and kind of have a job. Um, not, I want to say like gave me a purpose, but I think it just made me feel like more comfortable in the in the whole grand scheme of things. Um, and like Caroline said before, you know, they've had such a giant impact on um, us and, you know, our careers and everything like that. It was just, uh, I guess, an honor to be able to, to kind of have a little bit of like a little part 
in their big day. It just felt right. I couldn't imagine just being there like as a, a regular guest. Yeah, it was like, of course I'm doing, of course I'm working this. Like, I, of, yes, obviously. I was like, where's my day sheet? <laughs> I felt pretty good. Um, the pressure was pretty high <laughs> because of Simon Liz and, and uh, they have done so much for me that I really wanted to give back to them. And I didn't want to let them down in any way. So, so the pressure there was was high, but um, they're they're so good at producing events that going into a wedding, I was like, they've got this. Like it, it's all going to be laid out in a way that we're set up for success um, from the go. Um, and it 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 was interesting. Originally, I wasn't going to be able to be at the wedding with the original date. My wedding was two days before, and. Uh, the pandemic being what it is, delaying things and shuffling our lives around, um, being able to go to the wedding was was already such a uh, great thing for me. Um, and then to be invited to be a part of putting the event together and playing my little role was was an honor. It really was. Well, it was actually my second gig back in real life. Uh, you know, outside of doing a couple of little like like for my, it was my second gig back with like a dance floor. I had a couple of like outside events during the pandemic, but there was, it was more like I was a human playlist just sitting there drinking tequila all day, playing songs for people to just like relax to. Uh, so that didn't really matter. And so I had a wedding I did the week before, which was actually my first gig back. Um, and this, theirs was my second. I've done a, a million now, but um, I was glad, you know, it was interesting. Like they definitely got the benefit of being um, the set, what like the, the second mover versus the first mover. Like I did fine for the other wedding. It was it was fine. Like I'm pretty decent at what I do. But you know, like but I definitely did a better job at at, at this wedding because like I had got all the little like you know I didn't I haven't played in front of people moving, dancing that kinetic energy in 18 months, right? Not 18 months, but what was it like 14, 15 months? And so. You never forget, but like there were just things that I would just do like with, without thinking the back of my head, like, oh, this song goes with this, or I'm gonna do this or this. And like, I'd never, you know, I don't even, I'm old, bro. So I never even practice. Like, I don't have, like, I don't have to. Like, I just know, especially for like a wedding or something like that. Like, I just know. And there were things, even at their wedding, where I was just like, I had to like, you know, it's like, it was like Jordan wearing 45. It wasn't, yeah, I had maybe midway through their wedding, I went to the 20, it kind of, the 23 came back on, but like, I was definitely like, you have to get, you have to get your little, your little legs back under you. And um, so I'm glad they were number two and not number one. Um, but, you know, if they, they, if they were really should have been, I feel really good about the people they got four and five because those last couple of been fucking effort, but like they had a good job and, 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 and it was fun, but it, it was interesting for me because I don't think you could tell, but like there were moments in your audience, but like me being on stage, there were a few moments where I was just like, you know, I little, I froze a little, like, what do I, what, what the fuck did I used to play with that? Shit, I don't remember. Oh yeah, this, this. But there was also a lot of interesting opportunities for invention in those moments at all of my initial um, gigs back because I had, you know, in my brain, my brain works very like mathematically and I have, um, I know if I play this song, I can go these three songs. Or if I know I play this song, I can go these two songs. Or if this song isn't working on the dance floor, I can course correct that. But the benefit of like post pandemic of not um, remembering all that shit, or maybe my computer was set up a little bit differently and I couldn't easily find where I would go from that, is it, it made me think of other things. And it made me think of other things when there was like, oh shit, there's 32 seconds left in the song. What am I going to do? And 
you know, you miss a few, right? But you make more than you miss. And, and I definitely came up with some new innovative things that I would have never thought to do out of certain songs. And so it, it's been kind of fun. So I kind of feel a little rejuvenated too. I almost feel like I got like a little like bionic leg or something right now. Following that, I asked everyone for their thoughts about the work that they did, everything that happened and how they felt about their work and the experience. We talked about this a lot following the wedding, you know, reliving things and speaking to different people about their favorite memories or moments. And, you know, we, we tried, we really racked our brains at what we could have or would have changed or done different or wished for. And honestly, there's, there's like not one thing, like we feel so grateful and so appreciative for how everything came together and the, and the people that were a part of making that happen for us that we laugh because we're like, there's usually something at every event, no matter what we're doing in it or for it that, you know, you wish you'd done differently or, or changed or, you know, um, learned from. And, you know, maybe that's just like <laughs> the, the, the romantic side in us coming out or, 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 what have you, but we really feel so, so elated thinking about it still. Like we just, it, it was everything we wished for and more, not to sound cliche. Yeah, it, it was, I, there was a lot of people around us that, that plan with us, that work with us. And I think they know us very, very, very well to, to know how intense we get with our projects and about our projects. And I hate to call our wedding a project, you know? I mean, it, our brains do kind of separate things sometimes, you know? Yes, it was the, the, the most special day of my life, I, I, I would guess of our lives. <laughs> and um, there are usually circumstances when you are a planner, when you are, producing an event, when you're putting something like this together, that you want to control to the very, very, very last minute. And there was a lot of people around us who knew that, that came to us and said, we really want you guys, both of you, to be in the moment, to enjoy yourself, to actually be present and be a part of the wedding. Don't worry about this stuff. You know, um, we got it. And that's amazing to be able to really, truly rely on people and that you faithfully trust mm -hmm. and know that they have it and they really have it. Not like, oh, no, we got it. No, this is for real, for real. All decisions were left to them. It got to a certain point. What, what I say was Friday afternoon, we did a, we did a load in. Um, uh, for the event and I was just there in the morning Liz was already at, at, at our hotel and uh, did some measurements on the floor kind of marked everything out where it needed to be and I only had two hours there maybe and kind of got everything done and I ordered an uber to go meet Liz at the hotel we had family coming in there was a lot of a lot of stuff happening that evening and I got in that uber and that was, it was for the first time in my career where I literally 
just close the door on the the creation or the planning of something and i purposefully in my brain said this is it moving forward for the rest of the weekend we are just going to be a bride and groom like we are just going to be in this space and um really just handed it over and so that was that was i can't even tell you how special that was in that moment and to have that faith and um, relief knowing that you know people are really 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 there for you to make this happen i i mean honestly like i couldn't have seen hav and liz getting married in any other type of ceremony like i've never been a part of a ceremony or a wedding like that you know where it's like you kind of go through this whole thing and there's you know, the, the, the vows are here and then you move to this, the cocktail hour, and then you, you know, continue to move forward through kind of like the space, uh, you know, it, it was definitely like a different wedding that I've, you know, I've never been a part of something like that. Um, that being said, I can't imagine anything but what that was for them. It just made so much sense where it's like, of course, you're going to get married in this venue. And of course, it's like this. And of course, there's production value and, and all of those aspects, because that's at the core of it, you know, like, their, their lives and their careers are, are based around that. Um, so for us, it, you know, it made perfect sense. Um, and I'm just glad that, you know, they were, they were able to execute it um, as their vision, you know, like everything went kind of as they wanted it versus a traditional, you know, wedding in a church or, you know, I just think it, it fit who they are as people. Um, perfectly. Or even just a regular venue, like a regular Hall, wedding yeah. venue or whatever. Yeah. And I think looking back at like all the little details, like the credentials and the different color for the different families and um, just all those little moments throughout the night. It was like, it was just obviously a ton of planning going into it, but like who can plan an event better than those two? <laughs> Well, I think the event was beautiful. Um, the ceremony was amazing. Um, and, and just walking into, into a venue for the first time in almost two years, um, it, it was a bit of a trip. <laughs> uh, a year and a half since I'd been in, in a venue. And um, my, my role for the day was to give Adam and Lenny a little bit of backup and help Claire and Caroline interface with um, the venue staff, uh, getting DJ makeup and running. Um, and working in the kind of the auxiliary rooms outside of the ceremony space um, and, and just kind of being told, okay, you're going to be part of this and then being turned loose to go jump in and help people left and right. Like I, I felt, um, I felt like they, they set me up in a good way to, to um, be helpful to them. And that is always a good thing when, um, when it's clear what you're supposed to do is, is great. And that is one of their talents is they find where people fit into the puzzle very well. Um, so the event, I felt very well. It was easy to jump in and be helpful. Um, and I, I feel warmed up. Like I feel ready to get back out there and start working again. I mean, when I look back on it, I think it was one of the most amazing weddings I've ever seen. First of all, it was like the most non-traditional wedding venue ever. You know, the fact that, you know, COVID gave them the opportunity to get that venue, super huge blessing, right? Like you can't get that venue during real times. And I'm sure they got a good, a good price on it too. I hope, I hope they did. 
but like, you know, that's the idea of doing something of that magnitude in a, in a pre-COVID environment would have been impossible, right? And, and, and so it just let, it lent to the beauty and it lent to the, the, the majesticness of what they were able to pull off, right? Just, it was so beautiful. And having the different rooms and the different scenes, like, I don't know, I've never seen anything like that. I've seen some, some crazy shit in weddings, but I've never seen anybody take over a, one venue and create multiple moods and, you know, endeavors in the same place. That's really cool. And so I just give them so much, so much credit for, for pulling that off. Um, and, and also they did it with a, with, a, with a heart. I remember my first call with them was about like, we just want to empower people who haven't been able to work to work and make some money during the pandemic for our wedding. So like, that's why they did it at a live nation place. And that's why they hired me to DJ. And that's why they had like a lot of those people that I think work for all people that were like, cause they come from our world cause they're in our world. And so they wanted to make sure that like our world was supported versus like, you know, some, some other, some other world. And I thought that was really cool. Um, so I look back at it with just amazing fond, memories of everything i thought it was incredible i thought they energetically the dance floor was awesome i thought their family was amazing you know they had some crazy fucking uncle that wanted kept rapping and he wasn't any good but like we let him do one song and it was kind of fun uh you know alcohol is an amazing thing you know somebody passed out you know all the good things all the things that are like bad in, in the micro but they're good in the macro all happen like the crazy uncle rapping somebody passing out blah 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 like you know these are all things that like, you know, they sound bad, but they're actually good. That actually means it was a good time, you know, and, and all of those things fucking happened. It was, it was awesome. It was really, it was really fun. And last, I asked everyone about the future of the touring business and the work that they do and how the event may have impacted their thoughts about everything going forward. Well, not that it was as, severe as a, a restart, but it was almost a, like a refresh for a lot of people, including ourselves, who have worked for years, decades even in this industry and just basically were coming out on the other side of, of some of the worst times, you know, in their career. So it was, it, it was a glimmer of, of hope. It was a refresh. It was this moment people could Sort of revel in and 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 be surrounded, you know, with love and a community. Um, and I think, you know, we tried really hard to put that as a through line throughout the event and the planning and the execution. That, you know, this was for everyone just as much as it was for the two of us. So, you know, not to say that we were making huge waves, you know, throughout the industry, but it's not always the huge um, shakeups that, that matter most, right? It's, it's the feelings you get from certain experiences. And I, I think we did that really well. We, we gave a lot of emotion to people in a tough time um, through our wedding as a, as an experience in that, and that, you know, uh, place that we were re-entering. There are, um, crew members who would probably listen to this and, and truly understand what it's like 
to be on a crew, to, to be a part of a team that goes out on projects um, and rolls from project to project and together as a team. Like Liz said, uh, some of my team members have been with me for over a decade. And to have, to be separated from those people when we haven't been separated um, like this for this duration of time was really hard for us because we are a family. And I, I know you know this because you, you've, you've interviewed some of us individually and then um, you, know, you were there and you saw all of us together. But to, to be able to have that bond again, that physical bond of all these people that we live our life with. I mean, we work together. We sleep in the same bus together. We eat together. We travel the world together. We experience good times and bad times, all of these things together. And then it's just, you're just ripped out of that. And you're, you know, you're home. You know, you text, you, you email, you FaceTime, you Zoom, you know, you get together with these people, but it's definitely not the same. And it was very special for so many of us to be in the same room together and just to put our arms around each other and to really experience that, that physical interaction that we hadn't seen and we haven't been able to experience in a very, very, very long time. Um, it meant a lot on more than just like what work is ahead. I think it just reinforced that we're here. We are all, we're all here. And, you know, we are going to see each other again and it's gonna be backstage at a festival. We're gonna be out work. We know this, we get it, we know this, but it was so special to actually have that unique moment where it's not in passing, where it's not like, oh, hey, I'm going to load in, I'll see you in catering or just this quick little, little moment in time. Or sometimes you are on a tour together and you're together for a couple of years, you know? Um, so that was really, really, really special um, to all of us. A uh, quick little note, I had a tour manager, friend of ours that was, that came to the wedding and it, it, he had looked like the most amazing time of his life. And he comes up to me at the end of the night and just gives me the biggest hug, almost, almost tears in his eyes and just says, Bob, I just want to let you know, I needed this. I really, really needed this. And then he's like, no, he goes, you know, being a tour manager as he is and, and understands the bigger picture, he just is like, you know what? We all needed this. This crew, these people, all of us needed this. And I'm so glad it happened here in this space with you guys. And, you know, it, it is special. And so for the future of work, we know what's going to happen. It's, it's happening. People are getting pulled in one by one by one by one. So that's, it, that's in motion, but I think what it was, was having that emotional connection, reconnection there in that space and time that really kind of set a really good starting point, a restart, a reset, like that was a perfect reset um, to move forward. And I think it's, I think it, it just sent everyone off with a really good energy. Well, I think both of us starting in music touring and now we're not in music touring. We have so many friends that are, and it's been such a tough year just seeing 
tours get announced and canceled and announced and canceled or rescheduled or whatever. And just like ultimately feeling for them as the, the production side of it, as much as like all the fans are hurting, not being at these events. And so now seeing things starting to get back on the books and happening and a lot of festivals coming up. I'm just so excited that these people who are so incredible at what they do are able to go and do what they do best. And ultimate patience over the last two years is going to pay off. And I'm just also as a music lover and concert lover, just excited to get that energy back. Yeah. I, th- I think um, for me, it was, it was so nice to see all of our touring friends there. Like the people that, you know, we've known for years and while all of us have kind of gone our separate ways, as far as like different artists that we're working for um, it, it just, again, like it, it was like this comfort of, being back in that space with all the people that you kind of like grew up doing this with. Um, and so, you know, I think it's, it's a, it was a wonderful thing. A, first of all, just cause we love Hav and Liz. Um, but also like, yeah, kind of in a way, like it was like, oh, this is the first one. Like this is the first mm-hmm. thing that that's kind of happening as far as the entertainment space goes. Um, and for me that it, it was just, it was super cool to see um, because yeah, it's like, like Caroline said, you know, having all these tours been announced and then canceled. And I mean, even Hav and Liz had to push their date because of, um, you know, Philadelphia laws. Um, and so just to be able to like fly in, be there with them, experience this together, um, was just, I mean, it was a super special time, I think for both of us. Mm-hmm. Things are definitely looking a lot brighter now. Um, there were a lot of professionals at that at that wedding and uh, it was intimidating walking into that. It had been so long that I was starting to doubt whether or not I was going to be able to keep up with everybody. Um, and the the vibe as I walked in and saw Adam and Lenny and then as, uh, as I had run into Hav and Liz up at the, um, the night before the wedding at that event, uh, everyone was just so excited to see each other and to be jumping into something. Um, for them, especially <laughs> it being their wedding, that was that was uh, very special for them. But for the rest of us, um, I think it was very encouraging to to see each other, to have that kind of uh, group fellowship, and and to get ready to jump back into uh, what used to be normal life for us. Um, and then to be able to go into that venue, get a taste of what things used to be like, and also. Um, maybe apply some new things that we had learned during our downtime. I would imagine a lot of our characters have changed or our outlooks have changed on things. Um, and to go into a venue and say, hey, look, this is, this is a bit of the new person that I've been in the past year. And I'm going to uh, get that to meet up with my, my professional experience and, and see who I'm going to be, a little glimpse of who I'm going to be going forward as, as we come out of this pandemic and back into uh, doing live shows. Um, so it was encouraging to me that I, I could see all of my friends again, that I could hang with these pros and, and kind of keep up with them a little bit uh, and also see that this is still going to be a fit for me. And I think that's something that a lot of people have been worried about. Hey, when I get back to live music or, or to the entertainment industry, am I still going to fit? Um, and yeah, yeah, we're going to fit and it's going to be good. It's, it's going to be better than okay. It's going to be good. It wasn't just specifically their gig, but it was like seeing a couple of these things happen for me over the course of a month versus like 
one every six months or one for not even a year. Uh, it gets you in a different mindset of the world is back. And I was, I was in a mindset because of my industry that the world's not back, the world's not back, the world's not back. Now I have a bunch of friends that made millions of dollars in COVID because their world's either never stopped or their world's increased or their world's like just changed. But my world, unfortunately, was not that, right? And my world was, we couldn't come back until everybody else came back. And if you really want to think about it, my world couldn't come back until like the lizards of the world come back because I need, my world can't come back until event planners come back. My world can't come back until brand marketers are back. My world can't come back until, you know, budgets are now being offered for people to do in-person events, right? So it's not just a matter of like, Google making a million dollars to hire me. It's about Google making millions of dollars, staying afloat during a pandemic and then rehiring their entire event team. And then that event team becoming familiar with me and then me going and doing a good job. So there's so many steps that have to happen for me to get my job back, regardless of how a company is doing. And when you cycle through that a million times over, I had myself in a mindset of scarcity Versus, and I'm not like one of those like super fruitful, like you have to manifest your abundance and all that shit. But it is true to an extent that I just kept waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. Like when the world comes back, when the world comes back, when this happens, I'm going to be ready. And then finally, like once I got a little momentum with, with this, um, a couple of the other weddings, I had some brands that come back um, and started doing some press. Like a lot of things also that kind of happen, small little things that happen are all around the same time. It enabled, and this was one of them. This enabled me to shift my mindset into, even if this is not even true, by the way, but like, it's back. Maybe it's not back at my 2019 level, but it's back. It's 7,000% it's better than my 2020 level. And so, you know, once I shifted that mindset, I think it changed the tone on how I speak on social media. Well, when the world comes back, I'm going to do this. Or like, yo, we back outside. Like I posted a flyer today with like eight gigs. They're all fucking awesome gigs. They're like peak career 2019 gigs for me. And I, did, I, I wrote a caption of like, man, I'm so good to be back outside. I'm so glad. We're out. And then I, and I deleted it because like, fuck that. Like, I don't want to keep acknowledging that it feels so good to be back outside. Like, I'm so glad to be doing stuff again. Like, no, it's like what I do. Like, let's not like, like, like we're back. Like it's back. Like, does that make sense? Like, like, like that would have been appropriate, like in March or April, or maybe even at their wedding, but that's when it stopped because now, you know, I don't want to keep telling people this is, this is my first month back. Or this is my first season back. When do you draw the line at that? This is my first half a year back. This is my first year back. No, that's whack. Nobody cares. Like, you know what I mean? Like nobody, like the people who are paying me don't want to hear that I had a bad year. Like the people who hate me, want, they want to hear I had a good year. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, so they, they want to know they're getting their money's worth. They don't want, they don't want somebody to like sit at home, not doing shit for a year. They want somebody that they, they think had a great year. And, and and so, you know, that's my mindset now. It's like, yeah, we had this little time off. It was great. You know, I got to gain 10 pounds and play Mario with my kid every day. But like, fuck that, you know, we're back. And that's my mindset now. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of Sane Show, the show about nothing and everything. And remember, I'm your host, Cliff. Find us on Facebook, Sane Show, Twitter and Instagram, Sane underscore show, S-A-N-E underscore show until next time we're out